Chapter 17 of The Social War of 1900 or The Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Social War of 1900 or The Conspirators and Lovers by Simon Landis. Chapter 17 General Armington Searching for His Seduced Daughter in Europe general washington armington arrived in liverpool in sixteen days when he at once went to headquarters of the detectives for the purpose of ascertaining the whereabouts of victor juno and his amiable daughter lucinda having been informed before he left new york that his truant child and her paramour were seen on consecutive days to reside at the hotel de la bro on grange street liverpool but on inquiry for such persons a negative answer was given because there were no persons nor had been stopping there that would answer the description in any way this was a terrible disappointment to the general and what to do was beyond his capacity to contrive however upon consultation with the chief of police he was encouraged by the advice the chief gave him said he to the general you had better consult with lewis kingdom one of our foremost detectives and although his price is extortionate but if your people can be found he can do it provided they are on this continent i am fully persuaded that they sailed several weeks ago from new york to liverpool in the scotia and i was told that they had been repeatedly seen at the hotel de la bro but upon examination i failed to ascertain of their whereabouts however as the man is a cunning rogue i fear that he has bribed the proprietors of the hotel not to divulge anything concerning their appearance said general armington the general engaged lewis kingdom the detective to search for the elopists and find his daughter if it cost ten thousand dollars the detective said if they are on this globe i will find them and shortly this assurance from so great an expert gave the general full satisfaction so far as the securing of his daughter was concerned but yet the general's mind was in one continually agitated and disturbed state he endeavored to console himself by renewed devotion to the church but whenever he approached the orthodox religionists something seemed to warn him and almost tell him that this class of persons were the ones who caused all his trouble nevertheless he continued to go amongst them making many acquaintances and very soon he received a long letter from rev joe peer who consoled him amazingly whilst at the same time a very pious deacon of his own faith called upon the general and told him that he was well acquainted with deacon rob stew of america who had very often mentioned the general's name to him when he was sojourning in america the general took a wonderful pleasure in this english deacon's acquaintance whilst the wily deacon was simply the co-conspirator of deacon rob stew and the bloody conspirators we will now call attention to the operations of the bloody conspirators who had been holding several special meetings recently at tabernacle hall for the purpose of keeping the general in europe until dr victor juno was in his grave or at the bottom of the ocean where worms or sharks will devour his mouldering clay 
as he endeavoured to devour the doctrines of the elect saints as for miss lucinda armington no one but deacon rob stew seemed to care what became of her whether she lived or died neither did they care a straw about the general so long as they were safe from molestation by this victor juno the deacon said holy saints i will promise you to take good care of miss lucinda armington so she shall be no trouble to the cause nor to you personally i have always loved the dear innocent child and take my holy word i'll fix her to the advantage of all parties and to her own satisfaction surely our beloved and faithful deacon understands the charitable and nurturing business thoroughly since i assure you he will do what pleases the lord said nancy clover but brethren we must contrive some plan by which we can banish all suspicion of the abduction business should some one get wind of it or the thing in any way prove a failure you are all aware that i fear and tremble when i think of the bold work which we have taken into our hands and although the elect cannot sin still they are not infallible else victor juno would have died at the hands of our faithful brother and doctor toy pansy exclaimed rev joe peer in an agitated state of mind truly good brother peer your remarks are wise and spoken in an opportune hour said dr toy pansy for you must know that there are many infidels and atheists in this world who would delight in acting as spies for the purpose of betraying us to the people and i am sure one ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure moreover if all things turn out right there cannot arise any injury from the exercise of extreme precautionary measures supposing this vile agitator and coarse innovator should escape us nonsense interposed deacon rob stew in an indignant and boisterous manner patience brother stew i have the floor therefore please let me finish what i propose to say said dr toy pansy go on exclaimed the reverend joe peer well i was going to say supposing mr or dr juno should escape us he would undoubtedly be bold and daring enough to at once mount the rostrum again and expose our conduct toward him when the people would very likely join him and mob us said dr toy pansy nonsense you are a poor chicken-hearted dunce to reason thus have you no faith in god and in his elect and do you suppose i have been idle all these days and have done nothing to guard against such contingencies you must take me to be a faithless fool i have it in my power to ruin this juno yes a simple stroke from my pen will disgrace and quiet this innovator any time but it must not be known publicly that i would stoop to undermine republican liberties because i am an advocate of republicanism and as you all know that the republican party believes me to be a perfect saint hence i hold them in the hollow of my hand so long as i can keep my secret acts away from them we are told by christ to pray and act in secret hence i never throw such holy things before dogs nor cast pearls before swine exclaimed the holy deacon a knock at the outer door caused all to remain quiet for a moment until the sentinel should see who sought admission when the physician-in-chief of the insane asylum rushed into the hall in an awfully excited state of mind and said victor juno has escaped End of chapter seventeen